Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to Not My Best Podcast. This is Julia Stern here, inspiring you to stop trying to live your best life and to start living a better one, especially while we are all inside right now. Through this quarantine, I know it's a very weird time for everyone and we're really not at our best. And so this is the perfect time to introduce some episodes that are really gonna be beneficial for you to get the most out of this time stuck indoors and also like take a breath because we're all doing fine. So today on my episode, I have Dan Churchill. Now he's the co-founder of the restaurant Charlie Street. He came here five years ago from Australia to really inspire people to cook really healthy and delicious meals that also have some nutritional value. He has a meal prep service. He also has a podcast where he kind of talks about these ideas and these recipes, and he is giving you tons and tons of tips today on how to A, cook some healthy meals, grocery shop, snack, preserve foods that might be going bad, and so much more. So it's a quick conversation. We're going to get right into it. But before we do, two things I want to tell you. The first is a 20-day workout challenge that I am hosting with my best friend, Erica Hammond. It is called EJ2020. There are 20 20-minute workouts for $20. So technically, it's like 202020, but you know what I'm saying. 20 days worth of workouts, quick circuits, 20 minutes each for only $20. That is $1 a workout. You can DM me on Instagram at Julia L. Stern with your email address and I will send you more info if you are interested. There is absolutely no deadline to sign up and you'll get access to all of these private workouts. The second thing I want to tell you is Red Bar. Red Bar is a low in sugar, high in nutrient protein bar that is really saving my life. I love snacking on them throughout this whole time that I've been stuck inside. They are offering 15% off to any Not My Best listeners. Just go to Red Bar, that's R-E-D-D bar.com and use code NOTMYBEST for 15% off. All right, that's it for now. Let's get into the episode. Let me know what you think at Julia L. Stern at Not My Best Podcast, and I will see you back here next Tuesday. Try not to forget what day it is because I'm already losing it. Hi, Dan Churchill. Thank you for coming back to Not My Best. Thank you very much for having me, Julia. You actually um, came. So Dan came to my couch a couple months ago when I first, first started Not My Best, but I had absolutely no idea what I was doing at all. And the audio quality was poor, so I never got to use the episode. But now I'm excited for this one because it's going to be even better. So thank you for coming back and chatting with me. Of course. So it's essentially for the for goodness of technology, I get to hang out with you again. It's more about it. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. So I gave a little bit of an intro about you, but you own Charlie Street. You have this amazing restaurant. Tell me a little bit about yourself. You came here from Australia trying to bring some healthier food options and a little bit of their culture to the US. What are your goals and what can people experience when they go to Charlie Street someday? Yeah, so I came over here with, um, you know, I, I guess a vision of what I wanted to do in having an impact in the wellness community, from a, particularly from a food perspective. So I, I did my strength and conditioning master degree. So I was already doing that with performance with athletes in Australia. And that kind of unlocked an understanding of um, how to speak to them and, um, you know, interrelate and then obviously help them with other things like food as well. So then I took that same model and, um, well, at least concept and then came to the U.S., and uh, yeah, began doing the same thing over here with, uh, 
you know, partner with companies, brands, obviously dishing out content. And then a part of that as a chef, you want to open up a restaurant and Charlie street envisions everything that I always have dreamt of in terms of a philosophy for food, uh, then also helping consumers. So, you know, it's been a really cool experience to come to the U S understand who I am here, um, which is still the same person, but how to be, you know, relating to a different audience. Um, on a mass scale, even bigger scale, because obviously Australia is much smaller. Um, but then, yeah, and then obviously where we are today is people are highlighting me as someone in you know nutrition and cooking and high performance and being top of mind, which was always the vision for me, not from a personal perspective, but just because I, I genuinely believed I had the tools to be able to um, help people relate to cooking and then obviously you know do so in a wellness way, which is really exciting to me. So, you know, Charlie Street came about because of the ability to have the tangible um, ability to actually eat the food that I kept talking about, um, you know, and that's where we are today, essentially. Uh, you know, I've been here for in November this year, we'll be five years in, in New York. Nice. And I love, love your perspective because there's these two different personas, right? And I feel like whenever you see a chef, it's like all about taste and it's like, yeah, just like load some butter in there and then all of these different ingredients. And before you know it, you have these super unhealthy, but magnificent dishes. And then on the other spectrum, you have the other end of the spectrum, rather you have the athletes who are like protein bars and supplements and, you know, protein pancakes and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like you're connecting the two worlds because you're not just filling your body with crap, but you're also filling it with stuff that allows athletes to perform at a high level performance. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. So I think for me, I, I had this uh, perspective and firstly, my number one rule to to my cooking is it must be delicious. If it's not delicious, it's not healthy. And that's, that's, you know, it's scientifically proven. I won't go into that too much, but essentially I, I saw this way of cooking and it seems so achievable to me. And so I want to make people see that it is so attainable for everyone else. And that simply is that working with, you know, unrefined ingredients um, is, is very easy. And then using whole foods um, are delicious. And then, you know, making sure that you listen to your body and just see simple perspective it's the same thing that we're doing to athletes now doing to individuals and seeing their performance is the same as the benefits you get from individuals every day but as you you know alluded to i never wanted to take away that amazing feeling of sitting down to family and friends or even just yourself to eat that that meal because you know there's a lot of benefits to eating obviously other than just the food side of nutrition but you get a dramatic benefit on your endocrine system uh, which is where your hormone releases come in. So it's really important to have a balance. And I always just saw this, you know, there was the side of the steamed broccoli and then there was a side of the butter. Uh, and I've kind of found my niche where I'm like, well, I've got the best of both worlds, put it together and still had the number one thing is it must be delicious. And the second thing is it's wholesome goodness for you that is for the rest of your life. Yeah, it sounds amazing to me. There's also like such like a satisfying feeling to sitting down and enjoying a meal. Yes, with loved ones, which I think a lot of us are doing right now. It's so funny when you came, I guess that was October or November and I was telling you how like I really don't cook. I try to cook for my husband, but it's like scrambled eggs, whatever. And now we're all stuck inside and I'm cooking three meals a day, which is like a total 180. And I feel like so many other people are too. And if you let it, I feel like cooking for the non-cookers or the non-chefs, it totally can consume you if you don't know what you're doing. So give me some tips here, like solid tips where I can have like good meals throughout the day, maybe meal prep ideas where it's not like I'm cleaning, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm cooking all day long. Yeah. And that's the, that's to break that mold, isn't it? You know, people consistently see that cooking and eating is like one third of the 
overall experience because the other side is, you know, the anxiety that builds up with actually cooking a meal and then the other side is, is actually cleaning. So if you look at the food eating side, it's only 33% which is what people generally uh, perceive it as, which is not the way it should be looked at. So there definitely are ways around that. Firstly, first and foremost, like, you know, it's really important that you learn to cook something you like. So I'm always a big advocate for, you know, now that you're home, look online, look at blogs, look at Instagram, look at people cooking um, that may inspire you or have been the same lifestyle as what you're trying to achieve and maybe a part of already and follow the recipes that they've created. And, and, and I'm only saying that because if you cook something you're not interested in, you're not going to necessarily want to do it again. So first and foremost, cook something that you want to. Don't be afraid to fail. Like I know that sounds so weird, but it's so true. We so often have built up this uh, you know, negative or this anxiety towards like failing at anything and especially cooking like that's oh, too hard. And like the other day, like, you know, you, whatever job you're doing, it took you skill to be able to consistently do the job you're doing. Same with cooking. It's a life skill. So, you know, be okay to fail. Um, and then, yeah, and make sure that, you know, you're doing something that's attainable. I think that's really important. You're not looking at doing a, you know, there's, there's definitely recipe books out there probably more 20 years ago now that are built around uh, Michelin restaurant recipes. Um, but now you've got really simple, healthy cooking um you know, ideas. It's just like as simple as how to make the perfect scrambled eggs, how to roast a chicken. Like I think roasting a chicken or roasting anything is one of the best things to do for meal planning because in the day, all you're doing is putting a, a piece of protein on a roasting rack and then putting vegetables down below. And it takes like, you know, maybe 15 minutes to prep and you're getting like four to, you know, six meals all at once. Right. So, Depending on how many people are in your house, you that will feed a lot of people. Absolutely. And chickens like, God, so good. And even if it's not, even if you're vegan or vegetarian, like you can find an abundance of just going to your supermarket, pick an ingredient you love and learn how to cook with it three or four different ways. And I think that's something that I know that, um, you know, my Instagram followers are really getting into the understanding of an ingredient now because they're like, I didn't realize I could do so much with it and where it came from just because they don't have the time to practice it. Right. We all have a little bit more time right now, which is great. And when it comes to failing, I'm just going to come right out and say, I've only set off my smoke detector twice in two weeks. So I feel like I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> for you, that's actually quite, uh, that's actually pretty impressive. I know I, I live in an apartment building in Soho, so I hear it quite regularly go off and I'm I'm actually clapping at the same time. So, oh my uh, God, it's a nightmare. I whip out the dish towel. I'm like waving it in front of it. My <laughs> husband's trying to rip the batteries out. Like it's a whole thing. It is, it truly is. Um, wow. But yeah, okay. So there's your tips. How do I eliminate or not eliminate, but reduce the cleaning aspect of it? Like, do you have any tricks? Because I'm in an apartment yeah. kitchen and my sink is overflowing. My dishwasher runs every night. We use like 20 utensils for two people. Like I have to be doing something wrong here. Firstly, Julia, dishwasher in New York City must be very nice. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> I'm very blessed. Um, I just I, I moved into this new apartment two, oh, three months ago, and I'm like, dishwasher life. It's uh, where have you been? How, how, but it's, also, it's like I have a pan that's not dishwasher safe, and I'm at the point two weeks in where I'm like, fuck it, it's going in the dishwasher. Like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Look, here's my thing. If you think about it, what do you wash up? You wash up pans, pots, you know, utensils you use, you're using, um, obviously the, the plates you're eating off. So the, the biggest thing is uh, you know, to control the controllable here. What do you actually need? You need a pot or a pan, but you don't really, you know, depending on the recipe you're using, you don't need a lot after that. So to, to minimize 
you know, washing and whatnot, I'd simply just stick to one pan. I've got a plethora of one pan dishes and I know a lot of people do purely because I know, you know, I'm short on time, just like everyone. I don't like to, I don't like washing up all the time. I actually think it's quite therapeutic at moments, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, I need to get to this recipe I've been meaning to post. But so like in that, in that perspective, use one pan, like a one pan chicken dinner, see your chicken down, put your vegetables on top, put the chicken back in the pan in the oven, see you later. And all you've done is maybe use tongs, a chopping board, a knife and that Amazing. one pan. So, yeah. you know, those kind of things are definitely easy tips to, to minimize your um, problems. I love that. So, okay. Now we have meals down, Pat, snack ideas, mm-hmm. because that's the other thing I'm reaching in my cabinet and grabbing for whatever I see all day long, just because I'm bored. Yeah, that's so true. But right now, everyone's snacking, right? So what's the way to control that? Again, to control the controllable is simply don't purchase stuff at the grocery store that you know you're going to be reaching for in the cupboard. If your cupboard is, uh, you know, you know you bought something like, you know, if you bought cookies and you put them in your cupboard and for two weeks you continue to know that they're there but you haven't had any, you're going to like eventually give oh, in. Oh, no, no, no. If totally- there are cookies in my cupboard, they're gone within the first 24 hours and that's why I don't yeah, keep restocking. Like, like going, yeah, two weeks, come on. <laughs> so my point here is, okay, well, obviously don't just eliminate it completely, but just control how, much, how many of those like, you know, high sugary, uh, really trans fat related things you're consuming are by simply by how, many, how much you're purchasing. That's step one. Step two is you know you can always create your own snacks i'm a big fan of that and one of the easiest ones to do is if you are not lactose intolerant i've always been a f- big fan of full cream uh, full fat sorry natural yogurt it's a fantastic cream probiotic really really keeps you um you know your levels of between your ground your leptin like which are essentially your satiety like it's, it's, it, the the hormones that let you know whether or not you need more or less so they keep them in check it really fills your gut up um, so if you are not lactose intolerant, big fan of that. Do you recommend Greek or regular? Oh, big fan of Greek. Yeah. Like oh, it's, it's got a little sour. Wait, is that a question because you have an affinity to it? Is that right? Or what? are you Greek? Are you Italian or Greek? I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My bad. Still Mediterranean. It's all good. Um, but yeah, the Greek's great. And then the other tip I always say is if you are, if you don't have any problems with tree nuts, like massive fan of a scoop of peanut butter. Uh, or a scoop of almond butter because it just like it gives you that um, it gives that satiety that you need that like unctuous love of uh, nuts and then actually all of a sudden it makes you feel really full quickly so um, there are two tips that I do for snacking and then you'd, all you'd have to do is just scoop them out of the jar. I love that. Yeah, but but then you also have to be careful and put the peanut butter or the almond butter in the back of the cabinet because before you know it's not <laughs> like I don't think you realize what you're dealing with over here on the other side of the mic. Like. <laughs> I think I, I think you're not the last, uh, you know, female or male for that matter to be uh, inundated with peanut butter, you know, almost finished jars that just st- stick there, and you go buy three more, and then you wait until the bottom to eventually just be gone by, I don't know, doing something with it. But yeah, no, I know, I know that uh, theory. Don't worry. For sure. All right, so let's get back to grocery shopping. So I've got my meals, I've yeah. got my snacks. I know in New York right now, it is so incredibly difficult to get groceries. I know in suburbs, it's not much easier, but I've been trying to get something delivered, going to Whole Foods. We're like waiting in these lines. And when you go into the store, you need to know what you want and kind of get out to be respectful of, you know, germs and other people's space, et cetera. And so what are some things that we can grab that maybe will last a little bit longer, have a lot of nutritional value, will be good and easy to cook with things that we might not think of off the top of our head so we can go in and get out? So this is a really, um, really interesting point. Like you could, particularly right now, we have more time to do things. So I think 
I'm not saying this is the first thing off the bat, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Like, learn to preserve your food. So, you know, there's things like everyone's heard of sauerkraut. I don't know how many people think know what sauerkraut is originally. It's cabbage, mm-hmm. um, and that's just fermented food. It's very good for you. But, you know, you can take foods and ferment them yourself. So, for example, if you pick up a, a fruit or a vegetable, um, which we should do no matter what, and you think after three or four days it's gonna, you're not going to use it, then you know, either find ways to portion it up and put it in the freezer or you can ferment it and it preserves it and actually makes it a really solid probiotic for your gut. So you know, now that we have some time, don't be afraid to have little jars in your, in your um, house and learn how to preserve food. It's really simple to do. It makes food last longer. I will say that. Second thing is frozen food. Now, I'm not talking the ones where you, know, you go to the supermarket and it's got like the pizza or those kind of things. I'm talking like there are good fish, there's good fish and there's good vegetables that are actually taken as soon as they're either caught or snapped off the, the vine or the stem or taken out of the root, their, their, their nutrients are actually held accountable at that time. So, you know, you've got a high, in some studies, they show that nutrients are actually higher in frozen food than you are in some of the produce we get. So um, I know there's one particular fish. If you go to, if you get wild caught Alaskan pollock by Trident, that is the most sustainable fish on the planet. Uh, certified and it's also um, shown to be one of the best nutrient dense ingredients and you can get it frozen it's really affordable from whole foods you can actually get it on amazon as well what does it taste and that's like a, oh you can do so much with it like what kind of uh it's 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 known as like the cousin of cod so cod's okay. like right a, now in my freezer i have cod and i have salmon perfect okay so cod's great you can do like a really simple um like cod sear down on one side bring to room temperature sear one side turn it over put in the oven for about three to five minutes make like a really simple vinaigrette pour over the top finish with a salad see you later like super same with salmon like it's really fish is really good for you and if you get it frozen it's totally fine sometimes it's even better for you because you know this is wild caught nothing farmed so it hasn't got mercury it hasn't got um, you know, any bad, you know, chemical, what they call endocrine disruptors. So, you know, it's, um, you know, those are two tips I'll definitely talk about in terms of other things you can get from the supermarket. Look, canned things, beans, legumes, go for it. They last longer. They're full of protein, full of things we need. Um, just avoid the canned, you know, variety of things that are full of sugar and hydrogenated fats and things like that. I want to get back to fermenting because you lost me there. So, my food is starting to go bad. What do I physically do to ferment it? Well, there's a, there's a number of different things like, you know, simple ways of fermenting can simply be putting in like salt, um, you know, and, and, and like the idea behind the, okay. So do, do you, do you know what fermentation is? No, you want to take me through it? Did you just make me admit <laughs> on my podcast that I don't know what fermenting is, Dan Churchill? No, it's totally fine. Like it's, it's a, <laughs> Daudo is a form of fermentation. Wine is a form of fermentation. So um, essentially, we have all these little micro uh, biomes in our gut, but all these little organisms as well that still need to breathe in food to, to a degree. Like they're living things, right? So you're essentially creating these little microbiome to an extent um, on your vegetables to continue growing. And it's great. Like that's what sourdough is. You're creating little organisms to continue to breathe and do its thing. Um, so that's what you're doing. You're feeding, in sourdough, you're feeding um, a starter, which is starting off with just simply flour, uh, and maybe flour and water, then you add salt. And over days, every day you feed it, you take a portion of it out and you refeed it. So you give it more nutrients, which are fresh and good for you. You leave it in the, an environment that will allow it to thrive. So, you know, 
cold temperatures don't do really well. Super, super hot temperatures don't do really well. Nice room warm temperatures do really well for organisms to survive. So you give them good area to, um, to grow and some food and you continue that over 10 days, you get a starter and then you put that starter into a, uh, a I guess some more flour and you create a bread loaf, you get sourdough. Like that's a really short variation of what you're doing. Um, but you're creating an organism. It's like a little pet, if you will. So with vegetables, um, you essentially use like, you put it in a vessel. So it could be like a jar, probably jars, the best one, glass jars, the best. Um, and all you need to do is then like essentially put say cabbages and even some, just some salt, a little bit of vinegar in, in water. Um, you can use like a culture starter. So like, you know, yogurts use, um, yogurt is essentially a form of probiotic too. So I'm oh, sorry, a form of fermentation too. So you're adding like a, a culture to those kind of things. Same with cheese, but Sometimes just add salt to um, say cabbage, put it in a jar um, and over time add a little bit of vinegar and it will just simply just start fermenting and it's really cool. Just make sure it's super airtight. I love this. I don't know what you, if you like realize what you just did, but I just launched a whole new hobby while I'm quarantined. I'm going to set up a <laughs> fermenting one. station in my I love kitchen. it. I want to see, see a photo of all Absolutely. your Absolutely. And me and Andy don't have any pets. He won't let me get a puppy because he thinks it's too much to take care of. So he's about to come in here and hear that we're fermenting cabbage. And that's our new thing. Oh, that's so funny. Well, there you go. You got a pet. You got your first pet. So <laughs> all right. So we figured out quarantine nutrition and trying to, um, you know, survive through these crazy, crazy times. I want to talk a little bit about you and Charlie Street and how has COVID-19 impacted you guys and how are you spending your time inside right now? Yes. Yeah, so, um, like, well, firstly, all like all restaurants, we were told to, um, you know, cease day-to-day store operations, I think a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Um, and so we did that. Uh, fortunately for us, you know, we're at one unit. So we're one store right now. We're, um, we're going to be very quickly or, well, not very quickly, but very, um, we're intended to sign our second lease. Um, thankfully, we didn't yet. Yeah, thank <laughs> goodness. We're putting that on. Um, we're very keen to get that going as soon as we, uh, you know, start back up again. The, the thing for us, though, because we're at one unit, all our existing founders can come and back down to grassroots level and operate the business for where we need to. The unfortunate thing that means that the staff that were on hourly wages, uh, we were obviously not unable to pay them because there's no income coming right. in really. Uh, so uh, we had to unfortunately let our team go with the obviously um, you know, vast of interest. Rumble did this as well, I'm pretty sure, yes. to obviously get them. That's where we're allowed to get happening. But in terms of our day-to-day, it's um, we're actually super optimistic about the situation. As I was speaking to you earlier in the call, Julia, like, I am so happy right now to be doing things that, to make sure that Charlie Street, once it opens again, is fixed to where we want it to be. Because um, once you start a business, it's very hard to stop it, restart it. So now it's a really time, great time to fix all our problems. And because we're looking at this as like not just a one-store opportunity, but a multi-unit thing, and, and not just that, and Chorizo, like a, looking at like our, our CPG products and, and uh, among other things, we, we needed time to actually sit down and do that. And that's what we're doing right now. From a, from a food perspective, Delivery has been talked about vastly in the restaurant game. And to be honest, it doesn't do that well. Like it's a very small margin. Um, you know, restaurants have to do thousands of sales just to make a profit. So it wasn't an area for us that we wanted to execute. Instead, we have something called meal plans. So we do Charlie Street meal plans. And that's been my day to day right now is you know, we're truly optimizing that. So I started out with my role at Under Armour, I started out working with individual athletes there. And so taking all the philosophies that did there to put it into their daily food and making sure these athletes executed their recovery efficiently. 
Um, and after uh, realizing there's other people inside Manhattan, um, past degree Brooklyn as well, wanted this kind of service that weren't athletes. So Charlie Street started doing meal plans about you know two months ago. Um, uh, and so as a result, we uh, closed down the restaurant, but we operate a meal plan service to anyone who doesn't want to go to the grocery store, wants to still hit their target weight, and, and of course, operate um, under the same rules of what my uh, delicious food mentality is. Wow, so that's still open right now through this? Yeah, so we got meal plans. I've been, that's what I've been all morning. I've been cooking meals and uh, operating the send-offs and the delivery. It's been fun. So as I said, I'm back at grassroots level. It's yeah, great. that's amazing. So while everybody else is cooking all day, you literally are cooking all day for tons and tons of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's awesome. I, I love it. Like it's, uh, and what's really cool right now is the way we're working with our producers in the farms is like they generally send us stuff and sometimes they have overstock or understock. So, you know, we're, we're working with our, t- our clients right now to be like, hey guys, just want to like let you know that we have sometimes excess of certain vegetables and others. So we're going to give you more of certain things and less than others at the moment until we run out and then replenish. So it's been a really cool story as well. It's like the clients are supporting us support the current farm situation, um, which has always been the way that we want Charlie Street to operate as well. That's amazing. It's really, it's a pivot for everybody, but I feel like no matter what industry you're in, everybody's kind of working together to do whatever they can. And so that's a beautiful way to get it done. No, it's really cool to see us all come together. I truly, really mean that. I love it. So thank you so much for coming to talk to me. I want you to give your info. I know that you have a podcast too. And you on your Instagram, you have a ton of like recipe ideas and stuff like that. So where can people find you? Yeah, so it's just Dan underscore Churchill. Um, so if you have any questions on today's chat or want to find my podcast, it's probably the best way to discuss it all. And um, yeah, obviously come, come in and check out Charlie Street. If you want to know more about the meal plans, just go to... Uh, charliestreet.com and you'll uh, be, be able to you know, chat up with Benjamin who's our head of meal plans. Love it so much. All right. This is Julia Stern. You can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern or at Not My Best Podcast. Go out there. Stop. Well, actually don't go out there. Stay in there. Stay inside right now. You're quarantined. <laughs> but stop trying to live your best life and start actually living a better one. See you next week. 